Monday of the eleventh week in Ordinary Time. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. O God of truth, prepare our minds to hear and heed your holy word. Fill every heart that longs for you with your mysterious presence, Lord. Almighty Father, with your Son and blessed Spirit, hear our prayer. Teach us to love eternal truth and seek its freedom everywhere. Our God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. The God of gods, the Lord, has spoken and summoned to the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Out of Zion's perfect beauty, he shines. Our God comes. He keeps silence no longer. Before him fire devours. Around him tempest rages. He calls on the heavens and the earth to witness his judgment of his people. Summon before me my people who made covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens proclaim his justice, for God himself is the judge. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. Listen, my people, I will speak. Israel, I will testify against you, for I am God, your God. I accuse you, lay the charge before you. I find no fault with your sacrifices. Your offerings are always before me. I do not ask more bullocks from your farms, nor goats from among your herds. For I own all the beasts of the forest, beasts in their thousands on my hills. I know all the birds in the sky. All that moves in the field belongs to me. Were I hungry, I would not tell you, for I own the world and all it holds. Do you think I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Pay your sacrifice of thanksgiving to God and render him your votive offerings. Call on me in the day of distress. I will free you and you shall honor me. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. But God says to the wicked, But how can you recite my commandments and take my covenant on your lips, you who despise my law and throw my words to the winds? You who see a thief and go with him, who throw in your lot with adulterers, who unbridle your mouth for evil, and whose tongue is plotting crime. You who sit and malign your brother and slander your own mother's son. You do this, and I should keep silence? Do you think that I am like you? Mark this, you who never think of God, lest I seize you and you cannot escape. A sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me, and I will show God's salvation to the upright. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Father, accept us as a sacrifice of praise, so that we may go through life unburdened by sin, walking in the way of salvation, and always giving thanks to you. I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. Listen, my people, and I will speak. I am the Lord, your God. After Ehud's death, the Israelites again offended the Lord. 
So the Lord allowed them to fall into the power of the Canaanite king, Jabin, who reigned in Hazor. The general of his army was Sisera, who dwelt in Harosheth Ha-Goim. But the Israelites cried out to the Lord, for with his nine hundred iron chariots he sorely oppressed the Israelites for twenty years. At this time the prophetess Deborah, wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel. She used to sit under Deborah's palm tree, situated between Ramah and Bethel, in the mountain region of Ephraim, and there the Israelites came up to her for judgment. She sent and summoned Barak, son of Abinoam, from Kadesh of Naphtali. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, commands, she said to him. Go, march on Mount Tabor, and take with you ten thousand Naphtalites and Zebulonites. I will lead Sisera, the general of Jabin's army, out to you at the Wadi Kishon, together with his chariots and troops, and will deliver them into your power. But Barak answered her, If you come with me, I will go. If you do not come with me, I will not go. I will certainly go with you, she replied. But you shall not gain the glory in the expedition on which you are setting out, for the Lord will have Sisera fall into the power of a woman. So Deborah joined Barak and journeyed with him to Kadesh. Barak summoned Zebulun and Naphtali to Kadesh, and ten thousand men followed him. Deborah also went up with him. Now the Kenite Haber had detached himself from his own people, the descendants of Hobab, Moses' brother-in-law, and had pitched his tent by the terebinth of Zaananim, which was near Kadesh. It was reported to Sisera that Barak, son of Abinoam, had gone up to Mount Tabor. So Sisera assembled from Horoseth Hagoim at the Wadi Keshon, all nine hundred of his iron chariots and all his forces. Deborah then said to Barak, Be off, for this is the day on which the Lord has delivered Sisera into your power. The Lord marches before you. So Barak went down Mount Tabor, followed by his ten thousand men. And the Lord put Sisera and all his chariots and all his forces to rout before Barak. Sisera himself dismounted from his chariot and fled on foot. Barak, however, pursued the chariots and the army as far as Harosheth Ha-Goim. The entire army of Sisera fell beneath the sword, not even one man surviving. Sisera, in the meantime, had fled on foot to the tent of Jael, wife of the Kenite Haber, since Jabin, king of Hazor, and the family of the Kenite Haber, were at peace with one another. Jael went out to meet Sisera and said to him, Come in, my lord, come in with me, do not be afraid. So he went into her tent, and she covered him with a rug. He said to her, Please give me a little water to drink, I am thirsty. But she opened a jug of milk for him to drink, and then covered him over. Stand at the entrance of the tent, he said to her. If anyone comes and asks, is is there someone here? Say, no. Instead, Jael, wife of Heber, got a tent peg and took a mallet in her hand. While Sisera was sound asleep, she stealthily approached him and drove the peg through his temple down into the ground, so that he perished in death. Then when Barak came in pursuit of Sisera, Jael went out to meet him and said to him, Come, I will show you the man you seek. So he went in with her, and there lay Sisera dead, with the tent peg through his temple. Thus on that day God humbled the Canaanite king Jabin before the Israelites. Their power weighed ever heavier upon him, till at length 
they destroyed the Canaanite king, Jabin. To shame the strong, God chose the weak, so that no one might boast in his presence. For his power is made perfect in weakness. God chose those who were nothing at all, to humble those who were everything. For his power is made perfect in weakness. A reading from a treatise on the Lord's Prayer by St. Cyprian, Bishop and Martyr. Above all, he who preaches peace and unity did not want us to pray by ourselves in private or for ourselves alone. We do not say, My Father, who art in heaven, nor give me this day my daily bread. It is not for himself alone that each person asks to be forgiven, not to be led into temptation or to be delivered from evil. Rather, we pray in public as a community, and not for one individual, but for all. For the people of God are all one. God is, then, the teacher of harmony, peace, and unity, and desires each of us to pray for all men, even as he bore all men in himself alone. The three young men shut up in the furnace of fire observed this rule of prayer. United in the bond of the Spirit, they uttered together the same prayer. The witness of Holy Scripture describes this incident for us so that we might imitate them in our prayer. Then all three began to sing in unison, Blessing God. Even though Christ had not yet taught them to pray, nevertheless, they spoke as with one voice. It is for this reason that their prayer was persuasive and efficacious, for their simple and spiritual prayer of peace merited the presence of the Lord. So too, after the ascension, we find the apostles and the disciples praying together in this way. Scripture relates, They all joined together in continuous prayer, with the women including Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. They all joined together in continuous prayer. The urgency and the unity of their prayer declares that God, who fashions a bond of unity among those who live in his home, will admit into his divine home for all eternity only those who pray in unity. My dear friends, the Lord's Prayer contains many great mysteries of our faith. In these few words there is great spiritual strength, for this summary of divine teaching contains all of our prayers and petitions. And so the Lord commands us, Pray then like this, Our Father, who art in heaven. We are new men. We have been reborn and restored to God by His grace. We have already begun to be His sons, and we can say, Father. John reminds us of this. He came to His own home, and His own people did not receive Him. But to all who received Him, who believe in His name, He gave the power to become children of God. Profess your belief that you are sons of God by giving thanks. Call upon God, who is your Father in heaven. I will proclaim your name to my brothers and praise you in the midst of the assembly. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples and sing psalms to you among the nations and praise you in the midst of the assembly. Let us pray. Almighty God, our hope and our strength Without you we falter. Help us to follow Christ and to live according to your will. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord and give him thanks.